Uh, now I have a question real quick. Um, yeah. yeah since the last time we recorded, um, like ASMR has become like a really big thing. So if I eat tortilla chips directly into the mic, is that going to help your views? It's going to fucking suck. Well, I won't, I won't mince words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's like he's chewing it's, right on my eardrum. Mm. It's like, it's like he's eating right out of my ear. <laughs> <laughs> everybody okay welcome back it's saturday morning tuesdays it's the adult podcast about children's cartoons my name is andy my name is austin great great and i'm okay well rory wow 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 you're just really but i'm i'm trying so hard to get to the cream also nathan is here say hello nathan hello okay oh my god we're here it's the cream time it's it's the the cream hour we've we've made it to the cream hour ben and no I'm no. just here in the cream, churning Chill. for days. No, Rory, we have to do this. We have to get. We have to go faster. People want the cream. They saw the title of the episode and they're impatient for cream. I'm uh, telling and, them. Okay, I have to tell you guys. I'm so excited to talk about this. When you told me it was on Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime Video, I searched for it and I found it. The thing where we've all, all right, watched today. Try not today, to say all of the keywords. <laughs> no, well, the thing that I found, I've, I'm so excited to talk about illicit chores for stepmommy dearest taboo relations book 15 <laughs> creamy milf romance erotica by Joelle Cummings. That was the book we all read for today, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, milk. Well, I've read all of Joelle Cummings books. <laughs> <laughs> Did I okay. make a whoopsie? You made so for okay. So a couple things here, Andrew. Um, so no, you this is the wrong thing. We're watching the show Magical Angel Creamy Mommy. <laughs> Um, and the second thing is, I am so glad I'm now not the only one who sort of ruins the first five minutes of an episode with like an overwrought bit. (laughs) Because up until now, that was mostly just kind of what I had done. That was your, it was your oeuvre and now it's my fault. I'm I'm actually overjoyed, uh, that you have now done this as well. Mm. Um, yeah, y'all, y'all. Y'all, um, creamy mommy. Wow, you're going so <laughs> slow, and I can't. I can't. I, I really need to get Just to the cream faster. Just relax in the cream, baby. Okay. <laughs> so to, bring, to bring the the pace up and the energy up, I'm gonna make a, oh, a deep no. proclamation right now. I want right you to tell me how everything. far off the rails are we when the guest takes over. <laughs> 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 well, th- this is my my seventh appearance on Saturday Morning Tuesdays. Wow, and this is true. the 10th uh, show that you've made me watch. And I am wow. prepared right Nobody's now counting now and right That's here to say that I believe that Magical Angel Creamy Mommy is the best program you've ever had me watch. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's I'm what I love out to swinging. hear. So all That's you deep listeners, you know, this means something. <laughs> I, you're in for a treat for a creamy treat <laughs> <laughs> all right real talk real talk now that we've we're deep in the cream uh we'll, we'll do this more rory style we'll do this episode a little more rory style we're all just cats bathing in an oversized bowl of cream hey no no and, no no that's not you can't <laughs> i never said i was a cat dog 
Okay, that just is chilling. yeah. All right, just chilling, We're just and, chilling cream. and cream. You we got, got to the this, cream. This is you, you just got you just got handed your butt about overwrought themes. You gotta just keep it <laughs> keep it low key, my guy. It's just we're just hanging in cream. Just four <laughs> boys in a tub of cream. And that's it. Well start and finish. I wanna I wanna at least point out right now that this this episode is bound to have the highest CPM rating. And I don't mean clicks per minute. I do mean creams per minute. We're gonna say yeah, the word cream a lot. Creams per minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's gonna come up a lot. There's a lot of cream here and this you may have already kind of gotten the vibe. If you're in the if you're in the car with your kids. <laughs> First of all, you fucked up. Second of all, we picked this show entirely because of its name and anything else is an accident. We're watching well, Magical okay. Angel Creamy Mommy. So, let's back up to the start. Let's let's go to the origin story movie of this happening. We're in the middle of our Magical Girl arc. Uh, we mm-hmm. just finished the first three episodes of it, and we've done uh, Sailor Moon. We're in Sailor Moon R, and we just watched Star versus the Force of Evil. We're going to do another Magical Girl show after this, paired with Sailor Moon. And we thought we would back up a little bit and kind of see some other Magical Girl shows uh, before... Sailor Moon was a thing. Like, Sailor Moon is 90s. We go back mm-hmm. to the 80s, and we looked around at what kind of shows there were, and one of them is called Magical Angel Creamy Mommy. Oh, that's clean right <laughs> in. No! Is that, all the, is that all that we're going to do for this intro segment? Let's Nathan, cream right cream. Of- <laughs> Let's uh- cream cream cream. I, I don't really have a lot to add about like just all I heard was that I was told I was going to be watching a television program called Creamy Mommy. That's right. Uh, and I didn't really know what to expect, except I knew that it was an anime series from the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. And a preliminary Googling uh, <laughs> uh, relaxed me a little bit. Uh, sure, uh, sure. But also disappointed <laughs> me a little bit. Well, yeah. and I think disappointment is going to be a bit of the name of the game here. Um or at least I would say a leveling expectations because boy, there's almost no content that can really that can really match a title like Creamy Mommy. Yeah, there's basically <laughs> I'm sorry to say this and to spoil the rest of the podcast, there's no cream. No, no I don't think no. we see I don't think we see any cream on I, screen. No, I we, don't we actually think... do. We do. The uh uh in the second episode, mom and dad are uh at the cream store and he says pass pass me that cream. So it, it, it does <laughs> okay. legit happen. All right. All right. All right, we're back in it. <laughs> okay, well well you you have that to look forward to in our second segment, but uh I'll I will allow Rory to to, to cream us right in now, so please take it away. First episode of Magical Angel Creamy Mommy is called The Ship of Feather. 
One day, you Morisawa sees a strange flying ship and decides to follow it. Two cat-like aliens named Nega and Poji invite her inside the ship where she meets Pino Pino, a friendly alien <laughs> who says you helped him find his way to Featherstar. He rewards her by offering her a magic compact for an entire year, after which Pino Pino will come get it back. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that, it's mostly all just the spaceship part of this episode. There's a lot to uh-huh. kind of cover before and after. Um, yeah, I liked I liked the the first little opening montage of this quite a bit. Um, I, yeah. I have I've sang my praises of this art style in the past. The like early '80s anime is, yep. is up there for me. It's uh, and right away we get an, a pretty strong sense of who you is. Uh, her parents are downstairs working in the cream store. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a crepe uh, shop. Yeah, it's a crepery. It, it, well, we've never seen any mention of crepes. We've seen the C-R-E-A-P. Like, there's a Creap. <laughs> so why Creap? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, we assume um, crepes happen inside this, this store. But they've, they've certainly mentioned the cream, and I've heard mm-hmm. no mention of the crepe. So just for the record. Uh, <laughs> Mom no, and Dad are downstairs... I've, Go Sorry, ahead, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt, but they they talk about a, uh, a a cinnamon crepe in the in the first part of where they're at the store. Okay. Oh, and someone's I, getting blown up. I've Sorry, but like one of my notes I took was fuck. Now I really want a cinnamon crepe. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> don't don't harsh my vibe, Rory. My right. cinnamon crepe vibes. Well, whether whether the indeterminate store sells crepes or just cream. Uh, <laughs> bowls of you, cream you, you is upstairs uh screwing around she's got a jar of frogs for no reason um, <laughs> and i love it i love that she's just got a jar yes. of frogs and her parents are calling her to come help and i thought we were getting this sort of sailor mooney type where she's sort of in her absent-minded goofball aloof her own little world um and then when she starts leaving the house, it's pretty abundantly clear that she heard him calling the whole time and is just trying to fuck off before she has yes. to go to work. And uh-huh. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and not only is she is she fucking off, she's also she steals her dad's like she steals her future dad's- cycle. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do they call it? It's uh, a power uh, stick, I think. It's a roller stick. Roller stick. Yeah. Um, but, it just so drags you on sees... your rollerblades around town. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, so she sees what looks like a shooting star um, land, and it's this alien ship. And so she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go follow it." And so she steals her dad's roller stick and goes on a very entertaining car chase sequence. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Really good. <laughs> yeah. I. I mean. I. Again, this is this is Studio Piero. So this is the the company that later did like. Bleach and Naruto and Yu Yu Hakusho and like it's pretty early for them, but they you know eventually they they sort of go the dark side of of finding out cheap ways to do things, but they seem to be spending a, a good amount of effort well, on every sequence. I have here. I have a significant beef in the second episode with cheaping out uh-huh, with a, uh-huh. that I'm gonna that I'm, I'm sort of reserving my time now for a tirade. <laughs> I've see. written it. In, okay. I've written it into the ledger. 
<laughs> well, I, I caught a little bit of episode two, uh, chronologically episode two that we didn't cover for this show. And, and the, the quality drop is immediate. Wow. Really? The they just episode, try and they hook you with one and then they fuck off with the, with the animators somewhere else. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Damn. Um, but this, again, this sequence is really something special. You can tell like a show is good when they can do a sequence like this. That isn't even part of the like conceit of the show. Like it's just yes, kind it's of in there a, for fun, right? It's just there for fun, and they do it really well. Um, there's a cool moment, this like physical comedy bit, where the sort of hunk, the expectant hunk uh, of uh, the show, who is Toshio. Oh, you mean Toshio? Toshio is trying <laughs> to chase after the hunk you. Primus. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, he's trying to chase after you because um, his parents or her parents want him to go bring her back. And he grabs a bike out from a delivery guy who's like about to sit on the bike. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. And he steals the bike. And then this delivery guy sort of goes through very sort of, I don't know, Buster Keaton style. I don't know, like miming the sort of motions he would be doing to sit on a bike if it was underneath him. Um, and it is not. And it's just it's it's incredibly well done. It's very also fun. the the cop. There's a cop giving a lady a ticket. And yeah. as they speed by him down the hill at insane speeds, like this whole thing, the the farce of the chase feels a little bit unrealistic, but they actually are clearly going, you know, high speed chase. Yeah. Yeah. Speeds. yeah. And so a cop gets involved and uh, he in his in his haste to, to get on the tail accidentally gets on this poor lady's scooter. Uh, yeah, and he doesn't have a police siren, so he has to make his own with his voice. And so he starts doing a like, wee-o, wee-o. That legitimately made me laugh. Like, I thought yeah. that that was yes. very funny. Yeah. And I also love so the good. fact that all three of them in this chase were driving stolen transportation. Yeah. Because yeah. you <laughs> stole her dad's power roller stick. And then... Yeah. Uh, uh, Toshio stole a bicycle and then the cop stole a scooter. A woman's so, scooter. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens immediately is it goes to five star GTA wanted level uh, <laughs> yeah, that's police chopper. chase. Choppers, cars, <sighs> police backup. Like it's a wild chase. And then mm-hmm. you is able to like hop in front of a train last minute. and uh, make it to the field where this like ship spaceship and when i say spaceship it's noah's ark it's It's basically an invisible it's a fairy boat it's very it's it's t-mobile's noah's ark yeah it's (laughs) It's very very pink it's yeah they they should get sued they i think they have a trademark on that pink purple magenta situation this this was the moment also that I wrote in my notes, okay, eight minutes in, and I feel like this might be the best thing that you've had me watch ever. <laughs> because mm-hmm. at right. this point, like, I'm excited about the chase. It's got cinematic qualities. We've got initial characters that are clearly established. We feel for the main character and what she's up to and what she's doing. Plus, I'm excited because 
she's driving the roller stick and I own a one wheel and is a fan of electric single wheel transportation. I'm like, I, this is content for me. I can, would you say that you've made your whole personality about it? Uh, Entirely about it. Just like the father. I related with the dad more than anybody because he was like, my child took my toy away from me. And this is why I haven't had children because I don't want that to happen to me. Uh, Nathan, by the way, I wanted to compliment you in your t-shirt. Ask me about my one wheel. Thank you. When uh, that is the biggest, I got that right when the pandemic started, and like, just nobody's asking me about my one wheel. So fucked. Uh, uh. Okay, so so in this magic ship, um, two little alien cats have have I guess fallen out of the ship or left I think the ship. Crept out. I think they're like a they're like a landing party. Yeah, they don't seem like lost. Curious. They take. They take you back into the ship, right? So right, yeah, exactly. yeah. They they have a little con- they can talk and they're they're very cute and fun. It's a it's a very cool little. The introduction is fun. At first, we see just kind of these spooky glowing balls uh, in the park, sort of trying to suss out what's going on with this you know this cat. Uh, I thought it was a a great opening scene for them. Uh, yeah, they do wind up being kind of just uh, you know. Uh, well, they're like cute mascot characters. Like, yeah, the and, mascot characters. And plot and, delivery vehicles at times. Uh, yeah. a, a little yeah. bit. I mean, you can tell like this is this is clearly a trope. I mean, obviously, you know, years later, we see Sailor Moon has Luna like the the like talking cat who guides you is, is clearly well established. At well, this Sailor point. Moon gets a second talking cat, too. So it's like, yes, it's not. Man, even... Where is that second cat? We haven't seen Artemis in like yeah. a minute. So anyway. Since there were two of these like alien cats, like I really thought that they were going a Noah's Ark route because I was like, there's two cats. There's going to uh, yeah. be two of everything else inside. No, it's just full of fuck fairies. It's oh, full man. of yeah. fuck fairies. So, so inside this ship, I, she, I think she's told she's special and... Yeah, it's all very dreamlike. I wrote down a summary that, I, that I'm pretty proud of. Okay. 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 Okay, so she phases into the holographic ship, and for a second, shit's like Tron. But yeah. then shit gets crazier because there's all these like fantasy creatures, like elves and nymphs and Bacchanalian, centaurs. I would say. Yeah, it's very Bacchanalian, but like in a positive way. But then all of a sudden, she gets a weapon, and there's monster fish, and she fights the fish, and then they kind of turns into skeletons. Then she stabs a dragon in the stomach and steals a drop of its blood. But then while she's holding the blood, she's swallowed by a reptilian sea monster, and the blood maybe transforms her, or she gets protected by the noble fantasy creatures that show back up, and then she gets booted out of the vision only to find out that the ship has a memory of its own and there's some deeper riddle that she must solve. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's really, it's a, it's, it's a great, um, you know, use of a magical dreamlike sort of fairy kingdom. I really dug it. Um, but to cut back to the, uh, out to outside the ship for a minute there again, I really liked the introduction of the ship where, uh, the cats seem very friendly and uh, and inquisitive, and then when they find out she can see their ship, they basically alien abduct her. It's pretty spooky for a second until we get into the yeah. kind of fun fairy tale ship. Yeah. yeah, 
I didn't know what I didn't know how to feel like during any of the entire sequence, which was kind of fun. Now, Nathan, I want to dock you points because you did not mention the, the, the boobas. Oh, hashtag, hashtag free the nipple. <laughs> hashtag, uh, hashtag, uh, hashtag mommy milkers, which I think has been, which I think no. has been trending on Twitter lately. Probably, oh, no. I don't really know why. I don't know what happened with mommy milky. You're just mommy the messenger. Milker. Is that what you're saying? I'm, yeah, I'm just the messenger. The internet thinks mommy milky is a funny joke right now. I could blame Game Grumps or I could blame Resident Evil. I'm not really sure which one it is, but, uh, but boobies. There were boobs in this show. Oh, that happened because a politician abs- accidentally tweeted "Mommy Milky," uh, <laughs> and then and then took it down. And then, but people capture everything, so like you can't do anything and have it not be seen. So then it just became a thing to taunt this guy who clearly has a kink, which is like cool. I mean, whatever, man. I'm not gonna yuck your yum, but that's where that came from. <laughs> okay, oh my God. Well. But yeah, so yeah, we have these these very this bacchanalian scene of fairy of naked fairies. Yeah. And like satyrs and and pixies and and it's like very rad and and pagan and and kind of kind of fun. And I do like that it cuz it does at the beginning it does feel very Noah's Arky like sort mm-hmm. of Judeo-Christian and then it goes pagan. And then I didn't have that vibe. I just thought it looked like a boat. I didn't. I didn't go to Noah's Ark right. I don't think that it was something something about how big it was and the shape it was. I think sort of I I have like like visual memories. Arks, and I won't be convinced otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) You guys hear about Noah's Ark that blocked the Suez Canal? Take me to your Noah. Take me to the Noah of this ark. (laughs) Well, and then it's it's because then she meets Pino Pino, who is feels a little more like a traditional cartoon alien. It's kind of like the Great Gazoo. Yeah, a little bit. And Except he, he's creepy as fuck because he puts creepy. fingers on the mouths of children when they're born. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that again is very fairy, like fairy tale ish. Like it's, it is. Yeah, that's the folklore I, thing that, that yeah. kind of came in that took me off guard. Was that like it? It was like yeah. He explains that. You used to, everybody used to know about Featherstar, the ship or something. And then we forget and we put our fingers on your mouths when you're born to tell you not to talk about it. And that's why you get the little divot under your nose, the little dent uh, uh-huh. between your mouth and nose. That's where we put our fingers on you to I'm say about not to really talk hard. about it. I'm yeah. about to go into some, some, uh, some like dorky Arthurian shit. But so one of the like, big curses of the fairy king is is um this ball that happens every night it sort of invades your dreams and you never sleep well and you Mm -hmm. also are cursed to never speak about it it's it's pretty spooky it's like you can't ever tell anybody about this like you know the reason you're slowly being driven mad by this by this monster man who has cursed you to never speak his name that's spooky as shit yeah so it's kind of like a similar i like that i like the vibe of like you, you're it's some sort of magic spell that makes children not able to talk of the fairy ship. Yeah. yeah, but I guess you is special. It's unclear exactly why. And she has somehow done a service by leading Pino Pino back to Featherstar. Yeah, this part is really hand waved. I, th- uh, I it is hand waved. I think the like sort of the belly of the ship was somehow closed off, or you know, because she takes this sort of drop of dragon's blood into the you know into the heart of the boat. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all kind of surreal and hard to you know hard to logic but that's sort of if you're watching it it makes a sort of 
you know, visual sense. Yeah. Yeah. The best part is the end result. The end result is (laughs) Pino Pino is like, okay, you did us a solid, so we're going to do you a solid. Uh, uh, So we decided to give you powers. Yes. You're going to have some cream powers. powers. (laughs) And uh, you get to have them and you don't literally have to do anything important with them. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to fight Galgamar and his seven seven witches of the mountain. You don't have to collect the the magic spheres. You have a year to go nuts and you have power. And literally do whatever you want. Uh, so you rock. just keep them a secret. Yeah. Yes, she, but don't tell anyone. She basically has an astral rumspringa. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's incredible. I, yeah. I, 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 it's so weird. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll go along on this ride. And the, the, the sequence that like puts the cap on the end of this episode is when she's home and inspecting the magic compact that she's been given. And inside there's a cutesy little tiny key. And, uh, oh, oh, and the cats have been sent home with her, uh, begrudgingly. They're like, also keep the cats. Um, and so they're sort of like her little guides, and the compact has this writing on it that keeps like like a little screen with different writing that shows up on it, and she can't read it, but the cat can read a couple of them. And he translates, canon, and so when she says it, the key turns into a fucking magical girl staff, so that's fun. And then <laughs> the she's other a, one... She's got a silly-ass spell. Yeah, <laughs> Andy, please tell me you know you can say it. Oh, and you oh, write oh it you mean, I wrote it you down mean, phonetically. <laughs> you mean pam-pudu-pam-pudu-pam-pam-pam-pam? Yeah, oh, there I, it is. I, wrote I got down. the impression it wasn't real Japanese because she, yeah. so she oh, no, can't it's, read it. It's nonsense language. Yeah, I wrote it down as pen, pineapple, apple pen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's fun. Oh, that's no. fun. Is oh, that not man. accurate? <laughs> this is why we bring Nathan on the show so he can take us back to the world of memes so that are can, old. <laughs> yeah, so he can talk about memes. Tell us meme, old meme man. From- <laughs> We've climbed up to your mountain. The Please woods. tell us well, the best memes of 2017. It all started when the great chocolate rain fell. <laughs> Read us from your scrolls, meme man. <laughs> but I am late tired. <laughs> uh before we get like i know we left the boat and she's like she's got her staff she's learning yeah. the magic words or whatever yeah that's the one uh <laughs> but can you do it faster no i can't i can't no actually. okay all right turns well, out i can't really embarrass yourself so I'm a big Lost <laughs> apologist. Me and fellow guest Allison Lures are both big fans of Lost. And yeah. I felt for a moment when we were on the ship, I was like, oh shit, everything's connected. They're There's all dead. Deep universe. Shut up. <laughs> <There's> these- <laughs> Deep universal like riddles, like when they were just like, "Oh, th- the boat has a memory, and there's a riddle that must be solved." I was just like, "Shit, are we gonna get into some like episodic deep mystery? She's got to figure out what it means and what this is or whatever." And then as soon as they left the boat, I was like, "Oh no, she's just got fun secret powers and two cats, and that's what the show is gonna be." It's but- just as simple as that. But I, for a second, I was like so excited for it to be so much more. I was like, oh shit, is this anime The Expanse? Is this my new Game of Thrones? (laughs) (laughs) But it it, it wasn't. Fucking Amazon's like, because you watched Game of Thrones, we recommend Magical Angel Creamy Mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like I I was excited about that and I was really hoping that there would be more 
and I mean, we only watched the two episodes, but I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen when we learn more about like, uh, uh, Pino Pino in the show. I don't want to call him that, but I will. Uh, and like the <laughs> ship and like the secrets or whatever. But yeah, it just, it became very uh, obvious very quickly that it was going to shrink back down. But in the back of my mind, the whole time I was watching, I was like, there's so much more going on that she just uh-huh. doesn't care about because she's 10. Right. Yep. Totally. And it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I like I, my, my favorite bit is right at the end when she's trying to figure out how to like, activate her special powers she's got this baton and she learns the the, the key the activation phrase to manchurian candidate herself into you know something and she one more time no okay. i won't i won't i'm not going to indulge you making fun of the things that come out of my mouth not anymore not while we're in the cream this is a cream of safety and she holds up her magical staff and she says the thing and hey, nothing happens you're me you're being mean in the cream <laughs> this is supposed to be nice. <laughs> this is nice cream. Uh, and and the, the cats are like, you're not doing it right. You're not holding it right. And so she's like, okay, well, how about this? And she zeros to zero to 60s it. Like the, her first out her first attempt was holding it and saying it. And her second one is like a whole baton twirling drum major TikTok dance that ends in a dope pose. And they're like, ah, now you did it right. Well, and then she transforms. And I mean, I've I've told somebody before, maybe you're just not holding it right. They change their grip and a lot of things happen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. And, you, and then and then it's a creamy mommy. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I tell you can I guys can I tell you guys a, a fun uh factoid that I learned when I was looking up stuff about this show? Uh, this it never had an, an English localization, like a dub. But I want to stop Harmony... you for just a second, Andy. Oh my God! Why? I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. You've just promised this fact is going to be fun. Uh... It is fun. <laughs> okay, continue. It's very continue. fun. Okay, here's my fact: is Harmony Gold, if you remember, the company behind the Robotech thing, they were planning to make an English dub of this, but they were going to change the name, and the name was going to be. Pretty creamy, the perfect pop star. No, <laughs> no, no, what? No, no, she's pretty creamy. <laughs> uh, I mean, pretty creamy Cox is my drag name, so oh, fun. Uh, oh, so okay. Before okay, before we we end out in this episode, we have yes, to yes. just sort of clarify what actually she transforms into. Please do. And and the titular, the titular creamy mommy. <laughs> I don't know if we can say that. Um, um you tran when she does peperu 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 she does that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she just becomes an adult woman. With well, purple hair and, and makeup. I'd say yeah. older teen. I had her pegged at about 15, 16, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's It seems to indicate that she becomes a woman. I mean, it's, it, it appears does. that she has a she has bypassed puberty. All right. But, um, but the, the people indicating that she's a woman are talent scouts trying to get her in to be a, an, a pop idol. So, yeah. Well, and also I there's think enough- she's 16. <laughs> <laughs> There's an important thing to ad- to address that we kind of bypassed earlier, is that like the 
like the two like young male uh, auxiliary characters are Toshio mm-hmm. and Midori San. Yeah. And like uh, Midori has a, a big crush on her. Uh, he also has a real glandular problem if he's also her age because he's, <laughs> he's a very, very puffed large... up like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. He's a very large boy. Uh, and like but Toshio's... also, I like this, there's we met we skipped over the scene in the chase where he uh, bulldozes her through a car. And uh, <laughs> right. Toshio's like, wow, you're pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. So like in the younger, in the younger form, like Midori's got a crush on her. Uh, and then in the, the older form, which we'll learn about in the next episode more so than like Toshio's got a thing for her. So it's like a real conundrum because like yeah. different possible romantic issues and et cetera. Uh, yeah. And you, you is into Toshio, but Toshio's into creamy mommy. Right. So, but wah, wah. Um, do they not share the same attractions? Like, well, I, I, it's I, unclear how I much changes when she becomes creepy. I mom. think there's a little bit of interest. It's a little interesting, uh, and that we'll talk about in the second episode. But this first episode caps off with uh, fr- the frogs have escaped again, and the and the and the alien <laughs> cats don't like it. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't believe. This was just like the longest Chekhov's gun in anime. <laughs> that like I, I, they brought the frogs back. <laughs> Rory. Rory. Oh no! I'm so sorry. I thought I I thought I heard the I thought I heard the you know the siren song of. Uh, you know, of the Rory bird. Yeah, well, I was doing an imitation so that I could hopefully entice you into showing up to do an ad for me. Can you can you tell us about a new yeah, product that I mean, I've got? You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, and what you gotta do is tell us about the unlickable man. The unlickable man, everybody. So if you're if you're anything like me, you're walking down the street and you see a guy, he's coming at you, you're coming at him. Neither one of you has really like you've locked eyes. Mm-hmm. But a moment of decision is is on the precipice because you're both you're both two alpha dogs just walking down the street, <laughs> and it's it's building to a fulcrum because at some point somebody's either gonna have to get out of the way or get on their hands and knees and lick some just lick your <laughs> lick the other person's feet. Is that what it's building to? It's so I mean, true. In my experience, yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah. You're either the licked or the licker, and, you know, I think we all know what we want to be. Here's where the unlickable man enters the scenario, because <laughs> if you if you are just, you're icked out by oogie boogies and, and boogers and corona, and corona tongues, then what you don't want is some nasty, is some nasty betas dirt tongue all over your feet. <laughs> yeah. The, the unlickable man. Yeah. Is a single is a singlet that uh, covers you from head to toe in oh. uh, what is described as the least lickable surface, which is primarily, uh, you know, sandpaper and and uh, and hot sauce. Oh, oh, interesting! Wow, lick me so, once, shame on me. Never lick again. Well, that's the thing. If you're ty- if you're if you're such an alpha dog, if you if you're strutting down the street and every bait is just flopping to the ground to lick at your toes, and you're, you've got business to attend, then what you've got to do 
is get yourself this suit, the unlikable man. Never let, never let these guys nibble at, you know, nibble at your ankles again. Wow. Yeah. Personally, as a lifelong beta, I've never had this problem, but I can see why someone would want this. Yeah, sure, well, obviously, sure. obviously once, once is a nice gesture, but sometimes you got places to be. Yeah. For the alpha on the go. <laughs> Thanks, Rory. So that's the unlikable man. I recommend everybody picks one up. <laughs> Do it today. everybody we're back in the cream uh mm-hmm. we were never gonna leave you we were always here in the cream waiting for never you Never gonna leave this cream <laughs> um and and so basically y'all um before we jump into the next episode we watched uh which is episode 24 bear bear audition i do i did watch i did tab through a bit of episode two um the direct follow-up sort of the part two to the to ship of feather that we saw. Um, and I just wanted to sort of get a little more context on her, her origin. And, uh, basically what happens is she bumps into some sort of Mr. Record producer on the street. And he's like, Hey, you could, you could go perform. You could perform (laughs) on stage. And she's like, no, not really. I don't think so. And he's like, no, you could. And, and then he throws her up on stage as creamy mommy. And, she uses her wand to become a karaoke uh, uh, microphone and it starts playing a backing track. And then she starts to hum along to it. And everybody's like, she's incredible. <laughs> and it's the best humming I've ever heard. Yeah. And that's kind of when we're introduced to this rival actress character. Oh, Megumi. Megumi. Yeah. And who is also part of this company with the Mr. Producer and, uh, that's kind of the gist of it. And, you know, we kind of meet all of the side characters and it's when they fully establish the dynamic of Toshio being into, um, into mommy. God, it <laughs> never, never gets easier. Uh, and Midori being into you. And that has changed over 20 some episodes has changed, has nothing, literally no, nothing has changed. Well, now you did drop a clip uh, in our in our chat thread of when she yes. decides her name is Creamy Bobby. Yes, and I think that is an important moment uh, for the show to share, just to, to understand why we're you know our CPM here is off the charts, <laughs> and to know really where she the moment of inception. Uh, we should play that. Yeah, because her 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 family's they're they're creamy crepes. It's her store. It's it's written the, on her house. The word creamy right, yeah. is in her blood. She's got creamy. Yeah, the guy's blood. just like. Hey, uh, what's you know, what's your name? Oh, it's you. No, hold on, that's not a good name. Um, it's Creamy, <laughs> mommy? <laughs> mommy. Okay, Creamy, mommy. You. You. Yeah,違います. You hold the name, 
クリーミーマミです<笑> Oh God <laughs> So With that in mind,、uh, we jump far, far off in the series order down to episode 24. And it's called Bear Bear Audition. And I think you'll know why we picked it.、Uh, <laughs> I think it ticks off all our boxes. Creamy Mommy has to audition alongside Megumi for the movie Northern Animal Family, whose central plot <laughs> is the relationship the protagonist has with a bear. If successful, <laughs> If successful in getting the role, the actress's career is sure to flourish. <laughs> This bear is a real tastemaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bear episode, man. This is wild. Oh, it's I, so good. I、Some、really. Great moments here. It, like, it's weird because it, it oscillates between being really fun and really weird and then kind of a snoozer.、Uh-huh. Like. It has serious snooze moments, but、It、the moments that the are good、curse. are so good. It's the curse of our sort of episode selection process where、uh, there's just, you know, when we're watching tepid content, sorry, creamy mommy, but you know, <laughs> you could, your cream could be hotter. Cream could be hotter.、Um, I, I don't. Go ahead. <laughs> You can object. You want to fucking object? I am going to fucking、oh, object. Here, this, comes, this. here comes old Nathan Cold Cream. Tell us. <laughs> Look, are you really going to get on me for coming on the show and saying positive things about an episode? <laughs> no, it's, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't going to dump on it too hard. It is, it is fine. It's, it's, what I was going to say was just like we pick shows with a lot of premise potential and are frequently incorrect about.、Mm. Uh, You know how the summary is going to you know, either play out or、um, reflect you know, the quality. It's just, it's just you know, spaghetti on the wall. Yeah, that's、it's、true. And, know. and I feel like this episode is probably not emblematic of most of the episodes of the show. However, what this episode is, is Japanese Old Yeller. It's so very much yes. I'll talk about it more as we go. But,、uh-huh. <laughs> but I actually was I was here for it. I feel like this had like a lot of commentary and insight into society in several moments. But let's、yeah. get to that later. Yeah. I, this show, this episode starts really strong with, I think, maybe one of the best lines in existence. But、um, we see what appears to be this like idyllic. Almost like a music video because there's like a creamy mommy song that's happening and it's snowing and it's showing her in this kind of snowy landscape. And then we realize that the record producer is explaining his idea of a movie that he thinks creamy mommy should be in. And it's called Animal Family of the North. <laughs> and, he, and the main character of this movie is apparently going to have a touching friendship with a bear. Her best friend is going to be a bear. <laughs> and, and then the, we, the rival lady, Megumi, who's like fuming all the time constantly, is like, oh no, no, no this will be great. I'm going to audition for this movie. And they're like, no, we kind of thought mommy should do it. You could maybe,、um, you could be the bear's wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> and she shits all over that. She's not for it. But I'm like, dude. The bear's wife could get a supporting actress Oscar. Like, let's、yeah. not judge so quickly. That's how Leo got his Oscar. The bear's wife or something. Yeah, being a bear's、God. wife. <laughs> I played the bear's wife in The Revenant. <laughs> Everybody got a nom for that movie. 
Oh God! I love the way he's describing it when he's like, he's like, Megami, you don't even like animals, and she's like, so what's your point? And he's like, in this movie, the girl's best friend is a bear, a real bear. <laughs> she's like, so that's fine. I'll have a great time. <laughs> they do a really good job of communicating her absolute like disgust and frustration, but also the belligerence that she has to like still yeah, do I'm- it. I really liked Megumi as a character. Yeah. Yeah. She's very I, funny. I also love that when uh, mommy was talking to the cat. You got to say the, the whole thing. We can't just in- abbreviate out the sorry. creamy. <laughs> when you guys. I also think <laughs> what that are we, we doing? We need to talk about the fact that it's spelled M-A-M-I. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, oye, mommy, every time that I see it. <laughs> it's not like mommy, like uh, mommy, daddy. I'm thinking like mommy, like. <laughs> I'm listening to reggaeton. Well, each um, to their own, I guess. <laughs> that's just my interpretation. But when Creamy Mommy is talking to the space cats, one of the cats is, she's just like, I think I'm going to do some acting. And the cat's like, uh, are you sure about that? You should probably take like a Meisner workshop or something <laughs> at the least. Like the cats, yeah. he knows what he's talking about. But yeah. she doesn't seem to think she needs acting training. And I would say, historically, she's not wrong. Mm. Uh, you can get in movies without being good. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it happens every day on the yeah, daily. If you're a pop star, you get movies. You get to do movies. Yeah. <laughs> and and you get to do movies until you're su- you, until you end up being good at it. Like, it's just, you get as many tries as you want, I guess. Yeah. Now, we have to talk about the audition. Yes. Uh, this, is, this is pretty much the biggest focus. This is really the only important thing I want to talk about <laughs> the rest of the episode is this audition process because... Uh, first it, of all, all like eight or nine of these women now, um, eh, don't are in, call them women. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to tell. It's anime. It's hard to tell. I'm pretty I'm positive them the they're all teen the, models. Yeah. Okay. But they're all in bikinis. Yeah. They're in swimsuits for this Northern bear audition. Um, <laughs> and they do comment on it. Thankfully, they're like, do we have to be in this? Like, oh yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, all the male judges think it's super important. <laughs> God damn it. The, f- the first test is, all right, ladies, brush this cow. <laughs> Here's a cow. Here's a dairy cow. Here's a brush. Go to town. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. And, and there's an audience here. It's like, this is fucking reality TV. It's like that one. It's like that literal reality show where they were trying to cast the next L for Legally Blonde the musical. Except <laughs> weirder and with barnyard animals. <laughs> yeah, it was basically a show in and of itself. Like before yeah. the movie, it's like they were filming a lo- both like a, a filmed and live presentation show of this audition, probably because of the bathing suits. It's uh, so bizarre. And I was really glad that they made the reference in it of just like, why are we wearing bathing suits? Because it made me feel like the show at least had some like self-awareness. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the 80s. You can't ask for a lot, but it's nice to see when you get right. it. Right. Well, I mean, it's yeah. what, it's 1983, isn't it? It's, it's like early 80s, too. Yeah, early, yeah. Mm. Well, so that the brushing the cow is the first phase, and Creamy <laughs> Mommy handily, handily aces it. Um, and then the next test is they explain basically that you're going to need to express your feelings to this bear because um, <laughs> the bear is going to show up. We're going to bring the bear on named Marl, and 
Uh, and he'll know if you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a sugar cube. Everybody hold a sugar cube in your hands and uh, feed it to the bear. It's so weird. Yes, let the bear decide. Let the bear choose his wife. It's just fucking <laughs> weird. Like, why in the world th- they have casting people for this? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you do you think that Ursine uh, prepared marriage is a, is a good idea, Andy? <laughs> Should the bear not have agency? <laughs> let him choose. This is for the bear's friend, and the bear okay? chooses the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so the true. Whole time the bear does choose the floor. We're getting this subplot of the bear's uh, caretaker, uh, Kaoru, who is this younger girl, and she's been she's taking after uh, taking care of the bear, and she wants to go back to Hokkaido, and apparently so does Marl, because uh, the bear's very sick and gets very angry at people who aren't Kaoru, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the bear doesn't look so hot. Really don't really I think this bear is dying. It's, it's kind of a shamu situation, yeah. 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 yeah and, and all of these like producers are coming up to Kauru and the bear and are just like, What are you doing? Stop. Get the bear in shape. Why isn't the bear camera ready? Get your shit together. This bear's gotta gotta make me rich. <laughs> Oh, but Marl's so sad, and so he he looks like he's going to choose Creamy Mommy and and take her her sugar cube, give her the red rose. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a, yeah, it's but, a bear bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, the bachelor, <laughs> the bachelor. Someone on NBC. <laughs> Who will get the brown rose? <laughs> Yeah, but he collapses in front of everyone, and so they have to stop the audition and and yell at Kaoru for a while. Um, and as a result, Kaoru sort of having had quite enough of this mistreatment of this bear that she's sort of, I guess, like soul bonded to almost. Like this is her whole life is making sure this bear is okay. Uh, they run the fuck away. And that's the rest of the episode is like dealing with the fact that they've, you know, this woman is absconded with a bear out in the middle of... T- town i guess yeah they go hide out on a golf course (laughs) yeah yeah and i don't know i mean this this is kind of where it lost me for a little while i was like i don't know how much i care about this action but um but i really i really gotta say the the ending of this i didn't see i i wouldn't have seen coming had it not been utterly spoiled by the cats halfway through do you guys feel the same way yeah. Because the, the the two cats are like, oh, you mean Kaoru-chan? Man, it sucks that she can't be in the movie. And oh, like at yeah. that moment, I was like, oh, I hadn't even thought about her being the part in the movie. I thought like that, that wasn't even something I was thinking of. And so when they actually, when that is the ending and they're like, oh, let's just cast her. It felt like, okay, well, you spoiled it for me like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird ending and payoff because what the whole thing is moving towards is really that they just shouldn't be making this movie like <laughs> and this bear is very sick and needs to go to a bear hospital and well yeah it's <laughs> the the air of the air of truth of it is like this girl has devoted her whole life to like training and caring for this bear and then th- th- these producers have this odd assumption that everybody wants to be in the movies mm-hmm. um, right you know and there's like hey we, here's a great idea why don't you be in the movie 
because be- no, I don't want this bear to die. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, is that even when they give the bear, cause she's trying to escape through the golf course and they finally are just like, okay, we're going to give the bear permission to go to Hokkaido. Uh, the bears like still so unwell that it yeah. can't really even get up and get to Hokkaido and keep on walking. And also I'm just like, why are we making the, I don't know where this takes place. And I don't know a ton about Japanese geography, but I'm like, can we put, can we put the bear in the little tiny power wheels that the guy with the producer with the gun is riding around in? Like yeah. give the bear a ride. If you really want him to be in your movie, that was the part where like, I was like, this is deeply sad because it's it not really about like, who gets this part? And that was still like the plot line, but I'm like, you guys wrote a much more interesting and a much sadder plot about this incredibly unwell bear and the fact that it's so depressed and sad. Yeah. And I, I thought the producer at the end who, instead of his big idea is that, Oh, Kaurachan should be in the movie in this Northern animal family movie. I thought, Oh no, this is the new story. That's what I thought he was going to say was like, this is what the new story should be about is uh, sure. Is what story has just happened right now. Um, but no, nope. no. And, and also I, it's worth noting that creamy mommy herself did not have any sort of, uh, agency in this plot whatsoever. No, she didn't really do anything. That's right. She, she didn't affect anything. Yeah. It's the, the sort of downfall of a show that's premise is that you get to have fun for a year as creamy mommy. <laughs> like she, she is completely directionless. She's just having fun as creamy mommy. Um, and it sort of takes all the other characters in the show to drive the action. And I think that with, that's pretty consistent across the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I think in some ways, I think that's a strength of the show or at least a strength for me to see something different, right? To not have any pressure and not have any sort of like stakes is kind of liberating and is kind of like, oh, this could be fun. They can kind of do whatever they want. (laughs) But then yeah, in sort reality, of, it might not always work. Yeah, it's it's on the cusp of really uh, punching into that, um, you know, humdrum life. That's kind of interesting. Like when you get to see somebody just uh, sort of deeply outside of any sort of plot convention. That, But isn't that the life of a 10-year-old? Like... Ten-year-olds don't have these, like, crazy plot-driven lives. Like, they just want to do fun things. Mm -hmm. But the show keeps sort of building itself around a narrative. Um, It's sort of sculpting a a pretty basic TV plot. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm going to mention that on Wikipedia, we didn't see this character at all, but on Wikipedia it does say, in addition... She must fight against Snake Joe, a shady <laughs> character from the rival LP Productions who's always trying to steal her away. So every now and again, there's a man named Snake Joe who kidnaps her uh, and sort of forces some snakes in there. Uh-huh. Some <laughs> snakes. Some snakes. Some snakes. <laughs> raise the I'm, snakes. I'm here to raise the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> also, before we get away from the, the plot of this, part of the resolution of it that was just like oh god this is horrible was that the producer at the end is like okay okay we'll let the bear go back to Hokkaido but then we'll film and I'm sure that we can give it one day off a week (laughs) and like New Year's yeah I'll give you holidays and New Year's it was a true win for the bear union yeah it was supposed (laughs) to be a joke but I'm like let's get some fucking bear labor laws up in here like this (laughs) isn't okay seriously yeah, it's like this grand victory that he gets a day off and, and holidays. Like, yeah. God. 
And then as like a as like a fun sick. like yay, we've all come, you know, we've all uh had a good time here today. Kaoru, the one producer, maybe another producer, Creepy Mommy, and the bear all ride off across the, the golf course in the same golf cart. And <laughs> okay, we did it. Yep. We got there. The end was nice, I guess. With that Until uh, that bear does kill somebody, and then it's, you know. Yeah, well, then Kaoru will be long gone. <laughs> All right, well, the cream has started to cool off at this point. It's getting pretty cold, but I, I don't find myself wanting to leave. This big bowl with the four of you is really enjoyable. So while we're still floating around in the cream, uh, I have a couple more uh, potentially fun facts that I wanted to share with you. So mm, that qualifier. Now, that's a good qualifier. <laughs> that cream, that sweet. Uh, that, that, that top note. Uh, so we, when we were talking earlier about her not needing talent to be in the movies, even because she's a pop star. Uh, I don't know if that was like a, a a sly wink at what they were themselves were doing, because Magical Angel Creamy Mommy was used to promote a real life idol, Takako Ota, who'd never acted before in her life. And they put as the main character of this show. Oh, I uh, like Austin watched. Uh, I watched the second episode, but I, I felt like he wanted points when he brought it up. So I didn't I didn't. Uh, <laughs> you didn't step on it. Didn't mention it. So, so I, I have seen three episodes as well. It's so close to be it's like there's a lot of this self-awareness that's present but when the when the plot doesn't reflect it it's hard to tell how like who's smart and how smart are they and how Uh far down down the rabbit hole does it go yeah i just i just think it's interesting like she's she was just like somebody that they were trying to make a pop star and so they gave her this anime to do um which I guess it worked. You know, she's still very popular, I guess. Or yeah, at least I guess. moderately I, I, popular. I, I, I'm, I'm mostly confused because in the second episode with the La La's, like if you have a legit pop star, why don't they sing a song? <laughs> well, maybe maybe she does more later. I don't know. Yeah. I can't speak yeah. to it because I haven't seen more mommy. No, none of that cream. <laughs> yeah, I assume over time she actually learns lyrics to songs and then she can <laughs> sing them. I think That's the explanation in episode two, she doesn't have lyrics because she doesn't know any songs. And so she just kind of sort of hums to some <laughs> to some backing karaoke tracks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it is interesting in the in the entire to, to put it in a magical girl. World, um, you can definitely see a lot of these tropes and a lot of these things evolve and you can really see. um I'm forgetting her name who created Sailor Moon. Oh, I forget her name too. Um, you can see her like definitely build on these things and bring it up, you know, bring it, bring it to the next level and have it mean something. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now it doesn't mean much, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's bubblegum. It's bubblegum sugar candy. Uh, and it's fun, but it, it doesn't mean anything yet. They don't really have the the courage to, or the, I guess, I don't know if it's even the right tone to actually discuss more complicated topics. Right. That's not what the show's this. trying to do. Right. No. Uh, my other little fact I wanted to tell you guys is that uh, there was another show that came out right before this uh, that had a very similar premise with sort of transformed to get older thing, except she got way older. She's like a very little kid and she turns into a full on adult. It's called Magical Princess Minky Momo. And uh, 
And I guess somebody realized the premises were similar or they were both kind of popular because they made a crossover short movie called Long Goodbye, Magical Angel, Creamy Mommy versus Magical Princess, Mickey Momo, Decisive Theatrical Battle. Oh, wow. (laughs) And now I want to watch it real bad. I do, too. (laughs) But no, no, we got to stop. This is we've had enough cream. Have we? Yeah. No, wait. We had enough cream? Not yet. Um, Let's let's watch it rise to the top. And let's get the final little little cream on top from Nathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mentioned earlier that this may be uh, my favorite of the, the shows that you've made me watch. And that does feel like a strong statement, uh, though, going up against Kid Video and Ace Ventura and Maxi's World. <laughs> and my uh, mask. Didn't we do the mask with you? Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Fish Police, Galaxy High. <laughs> uh, you name it. Um, oh, I'm surprised Galaxy High doesn't take the seat. I, I quite enjoyed Galaxy High. I did only watch, I think, I think one I think episode the whole of pod, that. Yeah. I think the whole pod's um, pro, pro Galaxy High. Mm-hmm. But I think what I liked about the show and why it stood out to me was the things that it was happening in the show despite what the show really was or what the show wanted to be. Totally. And the 100%. first one, I'm just like, oh, there's all this like deep mythology that they're hinting at. And I'm just like, oh, I want more of that. That's great. I never see that in a bubblegum pop anime show and then in the second episode i'm just like oh there's a lot of pathos and this bear is suffering and what does this say about like like child beauty pageants and animal labor laws and like all these different right. things and i'm like this is like a very there's a, a real thing here that's truly sad inside of the show and so between <laughs> the two episodes i probably hate the series but i enjoyed these episodes because no, yeah, there was more going on that they were just hinting at well good i I that's when I'm when I'm this critical of a show, it's usually because it's so on the cusp of that uh, of of hitting that next level. Like Creamy Mommy had a lot of wasted potential, and that bums me out. <laughs> so mm. It's still funny. <laughs> How is it still funny? <laughs> dude, dude, we've known about this for like a month, and it's still just it's every time. Every time, man, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> how long did well, the show? That's what I don't know. Is how long did the show like run for? How many episodes? Not that, like uh, fifty episodes, something like that. Yeah, it 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 was two years, fifty two episodes, and that's about one order as far as like anime goes. Most of the time, right? Well, at the time, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, it could have it could have been two. You're right. I, I'm not sure early '80s exactly if there was like what that looks like, but yeah. Okay, got it. It's a good chunk, <laughs> but they did make more after that. They they made uh, they made several OVAs because it was pretty popular. Um, so there were like little little one off things that they made, and then that fun movie with the long title that I said. And uh, um, oh, you mean Creamy Mommy Mickey Momo? <laughs> <laughs> Creamy Mommy Mickey Momo. <laughs> Uh, I also have a question about uh, educate me a little bit. Uh, mm. I'll ask Andy this question because who else? Uh, where, as far as you know, as far as series go, mm-hmm. uh, Magic Girl as a trope, uh, did that start a while before this? Is, is this an early example of that? I think that it's it's probably an early example. I think that the technical history you could trace all the way back to the fifties, but that's sort of like where it sort of goes, you know, it's like where elements come from, but nothing in the fifties, like looks like what you would consider a magical girl show to look like. Like hold the staff Um, and transforms. Right. I think it's really not until the seventies that things start happening. That's when they figured out the stick. Exactly. (laughs) They found the stick. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look, Nathan, we love you so much. Thank you for coming on. You're our best man. You're a beautiful boy. Uh, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah.